everyone, Diane here, Senior Therapeutic Weight Loss Specialist with InStrive. I am out of our Muncie office and coming to you yet again with another episode of the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. And today we want to continue our three-part series, wrap it up actually, dealing with common weight loss misconceptions, debunking some of the things that people have been believing for a really long time about weight loss that just simply have no basis in fact or not exactly the way that people tend to think they are. So we want to start today by getting into gluten. A lot of the clients that come in will talk to me about eating gluten and that they have tried to cut gluten to you know improve their weight loss efforts. And while there's a lot of reasons to cut gluten from your diet, like having celiac disease, or struggling with your thyroid. A lot of times people who have hypothyroidism, it might be worth giving a try to a gluten-free lifestyle. There is a lot of research proven that that is a benefit. But if the only reason that you are taking wheat from your diet is weight loss, that's not really the most affected method of cleaning up the diet and getting the body to start shedding fat. So there's a lot of other things that you could do that are going to be much more beneficial than just cutting out gluten. What we would recommend here at InStrive is instead of working on cutting out gluten entirely, if that's, you know, again, just something you're doing simply for weight loss, try instead cutting out processed foods like sugary cereals, crackers, any of those foods that are the processed type of fare that can add a lot of those types of things into the diet that have no nutritional value. A diet that's going to be rich in regular whole foods like vegetables and fruits and meats, protein sources, healthier fats, that is going to be highly effective at starting the ball rolling with fat loss much more so than just, okay, I'm going to eliminate all forms of wheat from my diet. So if that really is the reason that you're doing it, if that is the only reason you're doing it, my recommendation would be to start with something else, start eliminating something that is definitely more problematic, those processed foods, than just starting straight out of the gate with, okay, I must have a gluten sensitivity. Gluten can be a problem, but it's not necessarily the thing that's causing you issues with your weight if there's some other things on board there. Let's stay on this for a moment and let's talk about another food that gets a bad rep a lot of times, and that's eggs. I have a lot of clients that come in and are fearful of eating eggs for breakfast on a regular basis. You know, aren't eggs bad for you? Don't have to worry about my cholesterol. And should I not be eating very many eggs? Should I switch to egg whites? That's a big one I get. And, you know, yeah, egg whites are lower in calories than the whole egg counterpart, but it's a common misconception that you should skip that yolk entirely. And the truth is cutting it out too often is also a bad idea because you're missing some essential fats. You're missing some great nutrients. You're missing a really good source of choline. And if you don't know what choline is, choline is a nutrient that's similar to your B vitamins. It's made in your liver, but it can also be found in foods like meats, fish, nuts, beans, vegetables, eggs. Choline is used in a lot of chemical reactions in the body. It's a really important support of your nervous system and it helps with normal brain function. It also helps with metabolism and it also helps to balance out estrogen in females. So choline is not something that you want to miss out on. It's a really good nutrient that you need and it is abundant in egg yolk. So eating eggs is a lot more problematic 
as far as cholesterol goes, when you are eating a poor diet. So if you're having your eggs with bacon or scrapple, pancakes and lots of syrup and butter and potatoes, you got to worry about cholesterol if you're doing that. If you're eating your eggs in, let's say, an omelet that has fresh vegetables and very little butter and some fruit on the side, and you're skipping those fried potatoes and bacon and scrapple and pancakes and all those things, eggs are not going to be a problem for you. There's a lot of research that does indicate that eating eggs as part of a healthy diet has no negative impact on cholesterol. So I don't want you to worry too much about eggs. Eggs aren't really bad for you as long as you are eating them as part of a healthy diet. Let's talk a little bit about alcohol. Drinking alcohol is something that everyone knows is not a great idea when you're trying to lose weight. But I have some clients that think, oh my goodness, it's all alcohol. That's my whole problem. That's the biggest thing. If I just wasn't drinking alcohol, I'd be able to lose weight. If you're a regular drinker, if that is a big part of your life, you could be right. You know, it's kind of like my soda drinkers, people that are drinking a ton of soda every day. You cut out the soda. Are you going to immediately start having those weight loss efforts that you're looking for? Maybe. How much soda are you drinking? That's really kind of where I'm heading with that. If you're doing a lot of alcohol, then yeah, maybe cutting alcohol is going to be the answer for you. But you're trying to lose your gut. If all you're doing is having a drink or two on the weekend, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the problem here. I will tell you, alcohol takes about three days to metabolize from your system. So it is not at all part of what I would recommend for a healthy eating style or I would recommend you to have on a regular basis. But I do want to let you know, those of you that do occasionally have a drink or, you know, once in a while on the weekend, you might have a glass of wine or a cocktail, avoiding the calorie bombs like your margaritas and your sugary drinks. Yeah, that's going to be a great idea. But if you're having just like a vodka soda or a very low calorie beer like Michelob Ultra or a drier wine, those are not the ones that are probably the biggest problems here. Now, I'm not saying that I think any of you should run out and drink alcohol on your diet. That's not what I'm saying here. But I don't want it to be what you're thinking is the reason you're not losing weight if that really is not the cause. It's best if we look at this realistically and we really help you get to the heart of what's going on. And if that is the heart of what's going on, by all means, we need to get rid of it. But if it's not... There's something else there. And I don't want you to get too hung up on the small amount of alcohol you might be having now and again if it doesn't fall into that category. So let's talk now about if weight loss is the same for everyone, right? Because there's plenty of people that will go on diets together. I don't like that word diet. Within Strive, we think of it more like a lifestyle change, but let's go with that word for the moment here. So let's say you and your friend decide that you're going to go on the very same weight loss journey. You're going to go on the same diet, eat the same foods, get the same amount of physical activity. If that's part of what you do, get the same amount of sleep every night. And your friend loses 10 pounds in two weeks and you are struggling to get that scale to budget all. And you're thinking, okay, what's wrong here? What's the problem? Why is she losing and I'm not losing? What is she doing right that I'm doing wrong? Guys, that's totally normal. It sucks, but it's normal. 
so much goes into weight loss beyond calories in, calories out. That's why here at Instrive, we're going to teach you that it's not about the calories. There's a whole lot more going on there that we got to talk about. Calories are not the best measure of what you can expect to happen on the scale. In fact, they're a very ineffective measure as we age. When you're 25, you have a different metabolic system than you do when you're 45. But if you're using the measuring stick as calories and calorie reduction, you're not going to be real happy with the outcome. Usually that's not going to be the biggest indicator of how your progress moves. So what we're talking about here is every body is different. And I'm referring to your metabolism, your hormones, your muscle mass. Some people are going to find more success with certain diets than others. You know, maybe for your friend, whatever particular program you're following is highly effective for her body. Maybe it's not so effective for your body and that's totally fine. Be patient, stick with the process, understand that it is a process. And definitely if you are an Instrive client, talk to your counselor, but you already know if you're an Instrive client that we tell you do not compare yourself to others on this program. Because again, everyone's body is different. Your results will not necessarily match anyone else's results. As long as your body is shedding fat inches, you're feeling better and you're moving in the right direction. If you're sticking with the program, if you are being true to the process, be patient. You're going to get there. Okay. And that's what we're here. We're here for that very reason to support and coach you through this and keep telling you over and over again, not to jump off this wagon before you reach your destination, just because it's not rolling down the hill as fast as you want it to. All right. So be patient guys. It's not the same for everyone. Let's talk for a moment here about workouts. You know, we talked for a minute there in that last little segment regarding if you add physical activity and if yours is the same as your friends and it's working for one and not working for the other. So I want to talk for a minute about workouts because you may or may not know that InStrive is a no exercise required program. Now, does that mean that I'm telling you that exercise is not a good idea? No. What it means is that Exercise is fantastic for raising your good hormones, those endorphins, getting those things going through your system. It's great for your health. We all know that, you know, physical activity reduces risk of disease and illness. It's great for promoting more lean muscle mass, which of course, yes, speeds up your metabolism and helps to shed fat more effectively. All of these things are good. When you're trying to lose weight and burn fat, what most people don't understand is 90% of weight loss is what you put into your mouth. And some of my clients tend to think, okay, if I want to burn fat and lose weight, I have to do a really intense workout, right? I have to do something really super intense to get my body doing what I'm asking it to do. I want to tell you that that just isn't the case. If you are enjoying exercise and it's something you want to add in as part of your particular weight loss effort, fully support it. I would encourage you to talk to one of the InStrive professionals here. If you are a member of this program, let us know what you're doing so that we can make sure that you're fueling your body appropriately for that physical activity. But not in any way do we discourage exercise. We just say we can help you lose weight with or without it. It's not a requirement. We can assist you with losing the weight, whether you choose to add this in or not. However, let's talk for a minute about the intensity thing. So we all know when you're leaving the gym and you're sweating and you're panting and you know you did a whole lot of work and you're going to be sore the next day, you feel accomplished, right? 
you feel accomplished. You did work. And there's a good reason for that. You did. You should feel good about yourself. But what you need to understand is even small amounts of physical activity have a lot of benefits. So working out doesn't mean you have to leave red faced or feeling like you can't move for the next three days and just putting your shoes on is too much work. Working lower intensity fitness into your weekly routine is great. It's okay. Listen, you're still lapping everybody on the couch. If you're out there doing a walk with your dog or you're at the gym and you're just doing the treadmill and taking it easy or getting on the elliptical and doing 10 or 15 minutes, it's okay. Those yoga classes, spin classes, they're great things, but doing a yoga class that's a little slower pace than a spin class that's a little higher pace doesn't mean you're not working your body or doing good things for yourself. So give yourself some grace in that area. Don't feel like you have to go crazy and become a total gym rat when you maybe you're not quite ready for that step. Maybe you want to start off a little slower. We also don't want to hurt ourselves, right? So if you're someone that doesn't do a lot of physical activity, try to go in slow. Maybe don't jump in with both feet and end up to a place where you either injure yourself and you can't do it at all, or you're really going to distaste for it because exercise can be good. And again, not required for fat loss on our program, but definitely has benefit. Cheat days. And I know that you all have heard about having these when you're following a diet, because a lot of programs will say, oh, you have to give yourself a cheat day. Otherwise you're going to go crazy and fall off the wagon. If you don't have those cheat days, let's get a little bit real here about cheat days. I really don't love that idea. Not that you can't slip up once in a while. That's not what I'm saying, but designating an entire day to eating crappy, that sounds to me like a recipe for disaster. So when you're on a diet, it's okay to slip up every now and again. I encourage rewarding yourself, not really with food, but definitely setting non-food rewards is awesome. But let's say that you're going to reward yourself with food or you're going to have a day where you know things are just not going to be easy for you. I don't want that to be dedicating an entire day to gorging on all the food that you've been really careful with and avoiding because that's going to stall your weight loss. Listen, it's not going to make any difference whether you schedule that cheat day or whether you don't. If you're doing a whole day of eating a bunch of crappy food, yeah, you're going to stall out. You're going to slow things down. Instead, I would recommend a small treat here and there or a cheat meal here and there, and don't let it derail the progress you've made. So if you need help navigating that balance, you can obviously, if you're an Instruct client, talk to your counselor here, but I'm going to give you the tip I give my clients when I talk about this with them. And those of you who are clients of mine or have worked with me know this, I say it a lot. My rule of thumb is you do not let a bad meal become a bad day. You don't let a bad day become a bad week. You don't let a bad week become a bad month. You don't let a bad month become your excuse to never get this thing going and stall yourself out for the next six months or a year being stuck at a weight you're unhappy with, feeling poor and wanting things to move forward, but you just can't get that train back on the track. That happens, guys. Don't kid yourself. That is a reality. A lot of people do that. They will stall themselves out before they get moving because you have that bad meal and you go, well, I blew it. I blew the day. So I guess I can just eat whatever I want today or I blew the week. So what's the point? No. Make sure that your mindset is always, 
get on track at your next meal, get back on track at your next meal, make that next right choice. And if you don't, that's okay, but start making those choices. Don't give yourself that excuse. Don't, for lack of a better way of putting it, play that game with yourself where you go, oh, I did poor now. So that means I can just have a license to do poor forever. Don't schedule cheat days. If one comes up, if it's a wedding, something you have going on, indulge yourself, let yourself have that cake or whatever at the wedding, but don't let that become an entire day dedicated to eating terribly. Okay, next one. Eating at night is a no-go. Don't eat late. So that is a myth, believe it or not. A lot of people believe that eating early in the morning is going to jumpstart your metabolism and then eating late at night is going to widen your waistline, right? That's something that has been said over and over and over again. But truthfully, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition did come out and say that is a false claim, kind of similar to some other food myths that we've been talking about. Late night snacking is not necessarily connected to gaining weight, it's because of what you're eating, right? So it's not the eating itself necessarily. It's more about what? Because in the evenings, I think a lot of the time we go for bad food, right? Out of convenience. Whole food isn't really much of an option late in the evening. But that pizza joint down the street is probably still open and delivering or your local 7-Eleven sure does have ice cream and Slurpees and chips and all that other crap. I think it's more convenience than it is the food itself. Eating late doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to lose weight. If you're eating a lot of crappy food late, yeah, sure it does. What it might mean is an upset stomach. I mean, I usually tell people try to shut it down before it gets too late in the evening. More so not from that gaining standpoint as from you don't want to feel ill. You don't want to force your body to be relying on digesting while you're trying to rest and restore because that restorative sleep is not as effective if your body's working on digestion during those hours instead. So if you're hungry, truly hungry, because of course there's times, right? I know for me, there's times that I don't get to eat anything and I might get home later than I want to. I'm stinking hungry and I want to eat something. Eat something, but don't eat pizza. Don't eat potato chips. Don't eat a cupcake, right? If it's really late and you're tired and you don't know what to grab, grab an apple, grab some blueberries, grab something easy, convenient, but not easy, convenient, and a poor choice. All right, last myth. This is going to wrap up our three-part segment, guys. Last myth, you can't eat fat. You got to stay away from fat. That could not be further than the truth. Do you know a few years ago, I'm sure a lot of you remember, everybody and their brother went on a low-fat diet and was like, oh, fat's the enemy. And they took fat out of everything. And there was low-fat this, and no-fat that, and those weird potato chips that didn't have fat, but tasted like they had a coating on them, left it on your tongue. Like, yeah, weird stuff, guys. So let's talk about the reality of fats. Staying away from food that includes a lot of bad fat is a good idea. But what you need to understand is that not all fats are created equal. While I'm definitely thinking, let's skip the fast food and those greasy atrocities that include a lot of saturated or trans fats, things like nut butter, avocado, whole butter in moderation, half and half, these are good healthy fats. These are the good ones that are really great for your brain, your skin, that anti-inflammatory response in your body we're going for. They boost your satiety levels. You feel more full when you're eating enough fat. 
and things like we talked about there, your nuts and nut butter and avocado and healthy oils and fatty fish, they're awesome. They're satisfying. They make you feel less hungry. You're going to take in fewer calories naturally when you're eating them because they fill you up. So don't avoid fat. Just understand that not all fat is created equal. I want you to focus instead on eating the good fats. And within Strive, we're going to teach you what the good fats are, if you don't know. And we're also going to teach you what your portion sizes of those things should be. It's not about avoidance. It's about knowing the ones that are good for the body and how much of them is appropriate when you are talking about trying to get the body into that fat burning response. So thank you so much guys for joining me today. Again, my name is Diane. I am a senior therapeutic weight loss specialist here at Instrive. And that does wrap up our three-part series on myths and misconceptions of fat loss. So starting next week, we might take a quick reprieve and do something a little different. A couple things up my sleeve coming your way. But we are going to talk about real things, real things that cause weight loss to be improved and real tips and real truths about fat loss, not these misconceptions that don't really do as much as we would hope they do. But let's start looking more into things that actually will make a difference. I always tell people who are thinking about doing this program or trying other programs, even my clients who are on this plan, who maybe are struggling a little bit, maybe they're having trouble committing full-blown to you know any type of weight loss. Every little bit helps, guys. Every little bit of change in a positive direction will make a difference. And if that's what you can do right now, I want you to start from where you're at. That's important. Celebrate the changes you're able to make instead of chastising yourselves for the ones that you're not ready for. That's what we're going to be talking about here very soon. So we'll start focusing on those small changes that can add up to big changes and celebrating coming at this from where you're at, doing what you can do to start that ball rolling and giving yourself some grace. What other way can we put it? Giving yourself a break, not holding yourself to a crazy high standard where you punish yourself and make you feel terrible if you don't do what you laid out to do. There's much better ways to motivate and we'll start getting into some easy changes that you can make to make this process better, easier, and more effective. Thanks again, guys. It's always a pleasure. And if you are not an InStrive client and are looking for a consultation, again, please find us on Facebook, I-N-S-T-R-I-V. Find us on our website, InStriveFatLoss.com. Let us know you'd like to schedule a consultation. I would love to meet with you or one of my team would love to meet with you. One of my coworkers here who do what I do, we will get you squared away, figure out what's going on and get you on that track for lasting success. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today.